Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Coming to you live. From the greatest country in the world, broadcasting from the tippy top of my home studio. It's a long story. We'll get into it on a busy day of Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who is not trying to bring back vaccine mandates for the American people. This is total crap. The word on the street is the White House. Karina Jean-Pierre, Joe Biden asking Congress for financial authorization to create another booster because we need it. To stop the spread of COVID. Stop lying to us. We'll tell you why they're really doing this. It's obviously not disease related. It's not vaccine related. Uh, it's a little bit to do with politics. If you keep it score at home. Correct the mundo. Does it ever? And we're going to have that discussion along with a grown-up talk about a new revelation from the National Archives stating that Joe Biden sent Hunter Biden 5,400 emails, 5,400 emails under a pseudonym pertaining to government business. Hunter's a dirtbag. Jim Jordan is going to be on the show to take us inside that, and uh, we're also going to get into things with Brian Brenberg, because a couple of climate protesters out in the Nevada desert got run over by tribal police last week, uh, excuse me, two days ago. And I think it was definitely an, an example of addition by subtraction. Now, to be clear, nobody was hurt, nobody's killed. But the point is, they were clowns, they were protesting Burning Man and capitalism, and lo and behold, they all wound up being rich, which only makes it that much funnier. 888-788-9910 if you want to be a part of this embarrassment of Radio Riches, a show that has one rule today and every day, no matter where we're broadcasting from. You could be a Republican, a Democrat, a Libertarian, an Independent. All we ask is that you don't be a There it is. Happy Tuesday. So really quickly, we're getting a fancy new studio at Fox, like swanky. Makes the show look a lot classier than it is, if we're being honest. And while it is under construction yesterday, I you know couldn't get in there and do the show. Uh, I had to host Gutfeld last night. Today, uh, I am back in my home studio, where we'll probably be for another day or two. And then if you're watching on Fox Nation, any minute now, you're about to open up the TV studio, put on that camera link, and whoa. Where we're moving on now. You're going to be blown away, girl. They're basically just... Lowering the definition in the cameras from high def to standard def so I don't look so chubby. 
so I don't look so chubby on the camera. It's not true. We're getting a brand new swanky new studio, and everybody's obviously excited about that. Uh, but right now, we begin in this studio uh, by thanking everybody who watched Gutfeld last night. If you watched me host the show, that was a banger. Big deal. Uh, Jamie Lissau did great. Cat phenomenal as always. Tyrus, a lot of funny stuff. And, of course, Morgan Ortegas coming through with some hot shots. It was a good show. Like, really a great time. We posted clips on the Fox Across America Facebook page. If you didn't see it, go there and check them out. They're also on the Fox Across America Facebook page where I, where I will post other hits, including tonight's appearance with Laura Ingram, who is going to be uh, having me on in the 7 p.m. hour. But we begin right now with some you and me time on the radio. So let's start here. If you watched Gutfeld, you heard me talking about the return of COVID mandates. Some people are pushing for more mask mandates. We've got people out there at the White House saying we need more, you know, we need another vaccine. That's stupid. Use your common sense. Okay, it's past stupid, and they know that. Okay, the data on vaccines, the data on vaccines tells us what? That they didn't work. He knows what he's talking about. Okay, a vaccine, by definition, is supposed to prevent you from getting the virus you've been vaccinated against. Did the COVID vaccine do that? The answer would be no. Not even a little. In fact, people who were vaccinated and boosted died of COVID. So by definition, it's not a vaccine. You could tell me it's a therapeutic, but you couldn't even convince me that it had any impact on lessening symptoms because the truth is 99.9% of the people who got COVID wound up beating it. Okay, whether they were vaccinated or not. That's just reality. And now we have reporting in the aftermath of the pandemic that over 30% of pandemic deaths were not from COVID. They were people who died not from COVID, but with COVID, meaning you got shot. And what did they do? They listed it as COVID. Bingo. You got hit by a car. And what did they do? Well, you know, he did test positive for COVID after he got run over by that bus. So we better chalk this up as COVID. That's just how white folks will do you. That's what they did. And why were they doing that? Obviously, one, because they were trying to drum up fear, because that fear gives them a lot of government control. Oh, it's an emergency. You're scared. Let the government take over. Give up your freedoms. Government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. And we know that. Why? Okay, because the government screwed up everything it touched when it came to COVID. Okay, it started off with Fauci, if you remember. There was going to be no masks. Then there was going to be some masks. Then it was going to be, I can't believe it's not masks. Fauci's just pulling stuff out of his butt. We went from definitely no vaccine mandate to not only is it mandated, but you'll get fired from your job if you don't take it. Never mind that it didn't work. Never mind that the masks didn't work. Never mind that counties that locked down entirely didn't have lower death rates than places like Florida that remained wide open. So you understand none of it worked. Unless the goal was to cripple the economy and get Trump thrown out of office, in which case pandemic measures were a home run. Now, I bring up Trump getting thrown out of office and elections and pandemic measures. Why? Because that's exactly why they're coming back. Oh, wow. You understand? Okay. Right now, we have no data, none. That says that vaccine is stopping transmission. Again, not a vaccine. Not a vaccine. If you got the polio vaccine, which I have, okay, 
if you got any of the other measles, the mumps, you've never, ever, ever heard of 10 million breakthrough cases of the polio vaccine. Tell them like it is. Why? Because it was a vaccine. Stopped you from getting what you're supposed to get. So knowing that to be the case, knowing the vaccine didn't work, knowing the mask didn't work, knowing the lockdowns didn't work, the only real justification they'd have for bringing them back is to mobilize their base in another culture war. And that's what they're after here. Okay, the Democrats have an apathetic base right now. 77% of Americans think Biden is too old to run for president again. Okay, they think he's too old. That number includes 69% of Democrats. Biden's lost his marbles. You could argue that he never had them. But the point is, it very well looks like Biden's going to be the guy at the tippy top of the ticket. At a time when he's being investigated seven ways till Sunday over these additional emails that were sent to Hunter, the pseudonyms, the payments, okay, the... Ukrainian prosecutor who was on with Brian Kilmeade Sunday night, who flat out said, oh, yeah, the Bidens took bribes. I was a part of that. That's why I got chased out of town. Are you the big man, Joe? Okay, the prosecutor said yes. The FBI whistleblowers or the IRS whistleblowers said yes. So you understand, okay, there's no good reason to vote for Biden, as there was no good reason to vote for him in 2020. But if you can get people out of bed and fuel them with hate... They will always vote against that which they hate. I think he's got a point. Think back to 2020. Nobody voted for Biden. They voted against Trump. I agree with that. That's what they did. And this is what they're trying to do again. They're trying to create another culture war, another wedge issue. It's a pandemic of the unvaccinated. These people are going to get us all killed. You got to get out there and vote or we're all going to die. Now you might stop and say, hey, guys, okay, isn't it true that in the last government CDC dashboard, less than 1% of the deaths in this country were from COVID? I mean, that's the truth. So isn't it kind of true that, you know, COVID's not nearly remotely as dangerous as you're telling us? Okay, the point is, none of that matters. They're crazy. It's not even that they're crazy. They're just so hell-bent on getting their way. You know, when children fight for control of a toy and they pull on it so hard that the thing eventually breaks. They go from, I'm not sharing it, you can't have it, I'm not sharing it, you can't have it, to pulling on it so hard, the next thing you know, we have no toy because the thing's been ripped in half. That's what they're doing to the country. Okay, they don't care if they've got to give up their freedoms. They don't care if they've got to harm kids with, you know, socially inhibiting them through the use of masks. They don't care about the vaccine and the long-term data that we don't have in terms of how it affects us. Okay, the government stopped its study on how vaccines affect pregnant women halfway through and didn't even tell us why. They don't care about any of that. Okay, what they care about is let's get a culture war. Let's deliver a dose of self-righteousness to our base. Let them go out there and claim moral superiority over the stupid murderers on the right who won't take the non-working vaccine because they don't know better. Here is Corrine Jean-Pierre. She's asked about it yesterday. She's talking about how we're encouraging people to get the updated vaccine. It's clip 19. The president said in, in Tahoe that he had tentatively decided to recommend everyone get the new vaccine. When is he going to decide finally? So as you, I think you've heard from the uh, FDA and CDC. Uh, they've made an announcement 
on the new vaccine. Uh, so certainly uh, they said that they will have an, there'll be an updated vaccine September, mid-September, I believe. So uh, we know that, as you all know, vaccinations against COVID-19 remains the safest protection for avoiding hospitalization, long-term health outcomes and death, which is why we are, we are going to be encouraging uh, Americans to stay up to date on their vaccines. I would refer you to DHS as they have, as you, I just mentioned, FDA and, and CDC uh, mentioned that they'll have uh, the new vaccines by uh, September, mid-September. Goodness. That is balderdash and hogwash and mm-hmm. Okay, listen. Number one, yes, the vaccine did not stop transmission. Didn't do it. It didn't do it. And I'm vaccinated. I was telling you this last night on Gutfeld. I got the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. They didn't tell me it was Magic Johnson and Keyshawn Johnson. Uh, but the point is, I can't catch COVID. But man, can I catch a pass. You are so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. Okay, but understand, what is she talking about? Ah, the FDA, you know, they're recommending the CDC. What do they all have in common? Are you ready for it, you guys? They're getting massive, massive amounts of money from Big Pharma. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. Big Pharma donated a stunning amount of money to the Biden campaign. They hold a stunning amount of influence over the actual government regulators. Here's Dr. Marty McCarry just talking about the vaccine. Okay, and he's not, again, talking about it from any angle other than the X's and O's of whether it works and whether or not you need it. Clip 20. This is a newly designed COVID vaccine booster that's going to be approved based on data from mice and antibody levels in some humans without any clinical data as to whether or not it's effective. I think people deserve to know that. We've had COVID strains circulating for six weeks now. They could have done a quick randomized controlled trial. Pfizer made $100 billion on the COVID vaccine. They could afford to do a quick trial. Sure they could. Okay, but this is not about a quick trial. This is not about efficacy. Okay, because the efficacy of the last vaccine didn't exist. People got COVID and died from it. This is about making more money. Bingo. Here's the rest of McCarry. Okay, because understand, their justification for pushing this on you is what? Okay, you're being cavalier with the health of other people. If you don't go out and get this vaccine, you're jeopardizing my health. You can't just make up lies about people. Sure they can, Pee-wee. They can make up all kinds of lies. But you understand when you're recommending, when you're pushing, when you're mandating a vaccine, and you yourself don't have any human data on how it's going to affect us, all we have is mice? That's what we're running with here again. This is total crap. I can't say it enough. Okay, I cannot say it enough. The people being cavalier with health are the people recommending a vaccine with no regard for whether or not it works. But why are they doing it again and again and again? It's the same reason they did the vaccine mandate after the disastrous Afghan troop withdrawal. Okay, if you remember, Biden, Fauci, okay, and of course, Jen Psaki at the time was the one who was in charge. She had stepped in and she was serving in place of, uh, we had no more Kaylee McEnany. Psaki sucks. Kaylee was so much better. Sure, but if you remember, they spent that summer saying what? No, we're not going to do a vaccine mandate. No, we'd never mandate it. The government's place isn't a mandate. We're not going to mandate it. That was the whole hook. We're not going to mandate it. But after the Afghan troop withdrawal, Biden's approval ratings cratered. Okay, the base lost morale, and they decided to go on blast with a vaccine mandate, if for no other reason than to give the people who run on self-righteousness a reason to get out of bed every day, believing they knew better than you. Hey, we're smarter than those dumb idiots who don't want the mandatory untested vaccine that doesn't work. 
hey, you know, sure, we Biden might have gotten 13 service members killed and left the Taliban sitting on $85 billion of our weapons. But at least we know better than those idiots who don't want to take his word for it on the untested vaccine. That doesn't work. OK, that's what they did. That self-righteousness fueled them. They got on TV and started talking about shaming you if you didn't get the vaccine, firing you if you didn't get the vaccine. And did they have any data that said you needed to get the vaccine? The answer would be no. No. The only difference between then and now is this time Biden's even more desperate politically because we're a year away from an election. So roll up that sleeve, girlfriend, because the government's coming. Let Joe tell you how it will be. He'll fire you so easily. Cause Joe's the Vax Man. Yeah, he's the Vax Man. He's vaccinating one and all. From young adults and kids real small Cause Joe's the Vax Man Yeah, he's the Vax Man If you drive a truck, Joe Vax your seat If you own a farm, Joe Vax your wheat If you're serving food, Joe Vax your eats If you're anti-vax, Don't go anywhere. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We'll be right back. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. There it is, Fox Across America with your radio buddy Jimmy Fallon. Going to talk to one of my buddies real quick, Dennis, listening on VMT up in Vermont. Yo, Dennis. So do you suppose all of the members of the Ukrainian military armed services have been required to be uh, vaxxed and boosted to stay on on as uh, soldiers in the proxy war? Or are we giving sophisticated weapons to a bunch of science deniers? (laughs) They're going to be able to use them, right? That's a good point. No, it's so dumb. And I think the average person can see through it. But what I'm I'm hoping, because there are a lot of scared people out there. I was kind of talking about this on Gutfeld last night. Do you see people in masks up in Vermont still? Oh, all the time. Let me me put everybody's mind at ease. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you're the the leader of a a beneficent, uh, benevolent leader of a sovereign country, What's the first thing you do if there's a looming national uh, health care crisis? Mm. You close the borders down, right? Yep. So I'll start vaxxing and masking uh, in compliance with CDC protocols when they close the border. 
Yep. No, it's a good point. It's that, but once you see that double standard, it's like when you go back to the summer of 2020, when they were like, you can't leave your house, period. No school, no work, no church, no funeral, no hospital. Okay, but if you want to get out and loot a Nike store, we have a protest exemption for the COVID vaccine. Once you know that the lockdowns and the social distancing guidelines had political exemptions, you knew the whole jig was up. So my only hope is that most people have caught on by now because there are a lot of people that have been scared into playing along. Uh, hopefully they just listen to this fine analysis, Dennis. If they heard your border analysis, I think everyone's ripping off their masks all across the country. Jimmy, give me something to boost my ego. Oh, you're beyond worthy. Would you stop it? I think we should mandate you, Dennis. I think we should uh, get Fauci out of retirement. Let's make mandatory Dennis. That's what I think we should do. Good call, brother. We'll do it again. Uh, Jim Jordan's coming up on the show. We're also going to be talking with Brian Brenberg. Don't go anywhere, girlfriend. We're back after this on Fox Across America. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. And now, great moments in presidential history. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. The best way to get something done, if you, if it holds near and dear to you, that you uh, um, like to be able to. Anyway. <laughs> Another sharp moment from the president of the United States. Man, oh boy, oh man. Uh, new polling out here on Fox Across America. It's a busy Tuesday. We're peppy. I was hosting Gutfeld last night. If you missed it, the clips are all over the Internet. Uh, we're going to be talking with Jim Jordan from the 4th Congressional District of Ohio. Brian Brenberg's coming by as well. If you want to jump in in the meantime, 888-788-9910. So a new poll comes out yesterday. It's an APNORC poll. And this is fascinating stuff. I mean, I really process what I'm about to say to you, okay? Really process the gravity of what this means to you. The guy in the Oval Office, Joe Biden, he was sworn in, if you remember, on January 20th of 2021. I don't remember that ever happening. But it did. He was sworn in. He's the president, okay? According to this poll, 77% of adults think the guy in the Oval Office right now is too old to effectively serve. This man needs a retirement home and a warm bowl of soup. Okay, think about this. 77% of adults think Biden's too old to effectively serve for four more years. 89% of Republicans holding the view. 69% of Democrats also saying he's too old to serve. We have a president that is clearly not all there. But understand that right now, okay? 77% of American voters think the guy in the White House, okay? The elevator doesn't go all the way to the top floor. If you like Biden so much, name three of his complete sentences. But take it a step further, okay? Out on the world stage, do you know what the number of world leaders and enemies is? 
that think Biden is not fit to serve right now in this moment? The answer, okay, is 100%. You're absolutely right. 100% of the world looks at Joe Biden and goes, no, this guy, no, just stop it. The engine's running. There's absolutely positively nobody behind the wheel. And if you don't believe that, just look at the way he's steering the country right now. Do you understand? Okay, they're talking about him running again for president. But the clarification that needs to be drawn is he didn't run for president the first time. Okay, the pandemic allowed him to stay home. The media ran against Trump. The media were his surrogates. Trump was out there campaigning and trying to get the virus under control. The media spent every day around the clock telling us we're all going to die. That's how it went. Trump would get out there and say something. Oh, we're all going to die. The media is a bunch of losers. We better get that other guy in there. That's what they did the whole summer. America's systemically racist. The government's racist from the ground up. We need to get rid of the guy that's been a member of it for three years. And replace him with the guy who's been a member of the government for 50 years. Because the government's systemically racist. And the only way to turn it around is to elect a guy who's been a part of that racism for the past 50 years. You have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black. I don't make these points as a Republican. I make them as an American. I'm trying to explain to you guys how the tricks work, how the ruse works. I'm letting you stand behind the magician of politics. It's not my job to tell you how to vote. Okay, what I'm here to do, as I say this every day, is I'm trying to be a force multiplier of positive energy. Positive energy attracts positive outcomes. If you're gambling, you're trying to make money, you make a lot more money when people are joking and drinking and high-fiving and tipping the waitress than you do if everybody's talking to their shoes and muttering under their breath because the guy next to them didn't hit a 16 when the dealer had a 10 card. Okay, positive energy attracts positive outcomes. I say that every day. I'm in the fun business. I'm just trying to give you a way to digest politics that doesn't make you feel like killing somebody at the end of the show because right now we're living in a world where the average person consumes politics, okay, and they don't walk away feeling the best by the time it's over, okay? They feel like, you know, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. So I'm trying to give you some analysis. As I say, with the world burning, I'm just trying to roast some radio marshmallows, okay? We as a people, not as Republicans, we as Americans are being scammed by what's going on in Washington right now. Why? Because we do have a president who's in his late hundreds, who has spent 20 of the past 30 days on vacation, and dig this. You know what he's doing at the end of the day? He's heading out on another vacation. Okay? Joe Biden is not the president. The reason this is a liability, because you'd say, well, maybe that's a good thing, because the guy doesn't have any idea where he is and know what he's doing. Yes, you could argue that. But by him being the president symbolically and only symbolically, the bureaucrats behind the scenes have accumulated more power than ever before, and they're calling the shots. They're imposing COVID regulations you didn't vote for. You can't vote for them. You can't vote against them. Vaccine mandates. You can't vote for them. You can't vote against them. But think about this. We have a CDC that's taking its guidance from the pharmaceutical companies that are selling them the vaccines. Like, is there any world where that is a legitimate enterprise for the American people? The answer would be no. No, but the, the bureaucrats who want to steer the country in the direction they needed to go 
want a guy like Joe Biden, who's too old to serve. What we think is a detriment, we go, wow, the world leaders see us, and they go, the president's on a beach all month. Think about how despicable it is that in Hawaii right now, in Maui, got over 800 people missing to this day from wildfires. Okay. And when that went on, it was 13 days before the president even showed up and said something. And again, didn't say anything good. Said, I know what you feel like. I once lost my Corvette and almost lost my Corvette and my cat. What the hell did you just say? What he said. He showed up to Maui. I know what you guys are going through. People who've lost your whole town and your family. I once almost lost my Corvette and my cat. Now, again, I know the Corvette matters because that's where he keeps his classified information. But can you imagine how tone deaf you have to be to say that? Like, what's next, Biden? Do you fly out to Pearl Harbor and order everybody around to kamikaze shots? I mean, seriously, dude, what are we talking about here? Biden is such a disaster. But the things that make him unappealing to you and me are exactly what make him appealing to bureaucrats. So you do hear things out of the White House like, yeah, we're going to, you know, maybe another vaccine for the kids. Make some money off Big Pharma. You know, send a couple of bucks over to Ukraine. Biden has no say. Biden doesn't do anything. But you realize right now we are, for the first time in our lives that we know of, being led by a president who's not our leader. Like right now, he's not our leader. Okay? He didn't campaign once. He won't campaign a second time. The whole process of indicting Trump a hundred times is not so Trump goes to jail. He's not going to go to jail. Okay? The process is the punishment. Will he be found guilty on a couple of counts? I think he will be down in Georgia, honestly. They're garbage charges. Okay? But they're not there to throw Trump in jail. They're just there to keep him out of the White House. Okay, the next indictment of Trump, which, excuse me, the next trial will start on March 4th, the day before Super Tuesday. Like, if that's not election interference, what is? Okay, of course it's election interference. You got the GOP primary leader, okay, the guy, the leader in the polls, who's now going to spend the entirety of the nominating season tied up in court. Okay, that's what the Democrats have decided to do. It's people with a dirty mind that think like that. But why are they doing it? Because they're trying to make it harder for him to run. By definition, it's election interference. Now, if people thought Joe Biden was of sound mind, do you think there's any world where the Democrats are going to the extent that they did to interfere in this election cycle? No way. Okay, there's no way in hell that if Biden was a viable candidate, the Democrats are out there interfering the way they are. None. Okay, but this tells you they're serious about keeping him on the ticket. I don't think he's going to last. I mean, the guys have, you know, seen him. uh, All the things we've seen, whether we're talking about the, you know, claim to cure cancer, God save the queen. Remember that disaster? You know, it's all the rambling, shaking hands with invisible people. We talk about it all the time. I don't enjoy saying it. You know, it could be any of us. So I don't take any pride in it. But the difference between any of us and him is he's supposed to be in charge. Is he in charge? The answer would be no. No, no chance. Okay, you're watching the guy fall all over the place. He doesn't know what's going on. But you understand by being a president who is on permanent vacation, he allows other people to assume the presidency behind the scenes. And so far, those people assuming the presidency have done us dirty at every frickin turn, every turn. Okay, the border. We've allowed six million people to come into the country. It's never happened in the history of the country. It's the all time worst. Fentanyl poisoning deaths. The all-time worse, okay? Crime is up. Inflation is up. 
the economy is down. Okay, inflation growing at a faster pace than wages, which means even if you're getting a raise, you're still making less money because the inflation is higher than your raise. Okay, that's the deal. Biden sucks. Okay, and we're being led by a guy who's just not only delivering bad results with the help of all of his surrogates, okay, but by a guy that 77% of Americans think about this as a people. Okay, we as a country, there's 330 million of us. If you break down that polling, okay, you're talking about a world where over about 240 million of us, I went to community college, work with me on the math here, but you're talking about, I'm, I mean, I'm not, I wish I was joking around, but... Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. Well, it was a fine way to go through community college. But the point is, you're talking about at least 200 million people who think the president is not mentally and cognitively fit to hold office. Is there any job in this country, any job, any job, whatever you want to tell me the job is, if you are running a McDonald's, okay, if you are pumping gas, okay, if you are babysitting, if you're running a hot dog truck, which sounds phenomenal right now, if you're a cab driver like I was, okay, would any of those businesses put a guy in charge of the whole entire operation if they themselves did not think he was mentally and cognitively fit to do the job? None of them would. Not one. Not your gas station, not your babysitter, not your taxi garage, not your hot dog truck. There is nobody, nobody who's putting a guy in charge of the whole operation who walks in on a job interview and says this. You know, the rapidly rising uh, um, uh, in with, uh, with uh, I don't know. Uh, That's the president. Okay, the president. That's the guy who's supposedly in charge of the whole entire country that can't be good no chance it's good okay think about that there's not a single job you could get in this country in the cognitive state biden happens to be in other than the single most important job in the country what the hell is the world coming to i don't know and i always try to reserve judgment as i said last night on gutfeld as much as i think the guy sucks as bad as i think he has been for this country None of us really should judge Joe until we've tripped a mile in his shoes. He's an old guy, has dementia, can't lead us, and the country is screwed. Tell some big lies Barely speaks English Sniffs children And their mom's hair too Goes the wrong way When he leaves his speeches Gets lost each day In the White House yard All the Dems say That we should re-elect him how can he run when walking is hard? And Joe keeps falling, keeps falling, keeps falling, keeps falling, keeps falling, 
Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Out of the gates and ready to go. Hey, it's Hutton with Row. Hot Mike is here on the Outkick Network. We've got your afternoon covered with the latest sports discussion, and it's available wherever you find your audio. Daily analysis and news. He is hot. I am Mike. Actually, my <laughs> name is Chad. His name is Jonathan. But you get the picture. We're going to bring it every single day. Whatever you want to call us, we'll respond to. We just want you to respond to what we're dishing out every day. And while you're here, we hope you subscribe to the podcast, like, subscribe, and share. It's the rock album that's got audiences sneaking into the country. White House Records presents Elton Joe. Twelve Elton John anthems reworked in honor of our 46th president. Music so good, it's like a drug. Don't let my son smoke crack on me. Cause then he gets naked. It always winds up on TV. Elton Joe, coming soon to a retirement home near you. Lost my damn mind, I lost my damn mind. Now I can't find the word. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Elton Joe albums, not exactly flying off shelves right now. Uh, So the polling basically shows nobody wants the guy to run again. Now let's talk about Trump for a second, okay, because I've got a take on Trump. This guy will say anything. But to Trump's credit, understand, just half of all adults think he's too old to effectively serve another term. Okay, so understand that it's not ideal, okay, but you're dealing in a, you're dealing with a world where slightly more than half, okay, think the guy's too old to serve. But one way or the other, you'd have a presidential election if it were held today between two guys, okay, who the majority of voters believe are too old to serve. But here's the reality. Every day we get a little closer to that being the truth. Because there's nobody stepping up right now to knock Biden off the ticket. Kamala's not a serious option. Kamala's awful with her weird laugh. Ha-ha! And if we're being honest, the first GOP debates, you know, guys got minimal movements. Okay, you saw DeSantis go up three or four points. There's a slob. There's a real slob. Okay, but the point is they haven't closed the gap. So Trump right now is, you know, he's in secretariat territory where he could lead this thing wire to wire. Now, there's no doubt that the baggage that comes from being Trump could ultimately have an impact when they start voting in the early states. But we're not there right now. Okay, we're in an America where the people are going to the polls for the first time probably in history, uh, you know, with with two options that we collectively think are too old to lead us. Now, the good news for Trump is they don't think he's nearly as bad as Biden. You know, the bad news for Trump is because he's not nearly as bad as Biden, they're going to hit him with everything else known to man. I mean, yo, everything. That's the hook of the Trump presidency. The Democrats have exaggerated. They have exaggerated the danger posed to the American people by the existence of Donald Trump. And in doing so, it's allowed them to justify all types of underhanded deeds to try and go out and get the guy. You understand, the Democrats all hung out with Trump. They took his money. They had him on their talk shows. He was on The View. He was on CNN all the time. 
CNN is the worst. Fine, but he was hanging out with the Morning Joes of the world. He was doing all that stuff. He was doing all the late night shows. They were all coming on his shows. They were all going to Mar-a-Lago. They were all partying with his women. Okay, but when he ran down the escalator and was like, I'm running for president, they were like, who the hell is this guy? He's going to get us all killed. Come on, man. I don't feel safe with this guy. Democrats are so full of crap. Totally. But if you think they were hyperbolic the first time around, you have no idea how dirty they're about to get this time around. Why? Because their candidate is useless. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it sure is. And you better buckle up, girlfriend. We got a rowdy one coming up in this hour of Fox Across America. Jim Jordan, superstar representative from the 4th Congressional District of Congress out in Ohio, a gentleman who happens to be the House Judiciary Committee chairman, is going to stop by to weigh in on a new report that Joe Biden, this is according to our own National Archives sent 5,400 emails under a pseudonym to his son, Hunter Biden. He should be behind bars. Why do people feel that way? Because every single one of these emails had to do with government business. Now, is there any serious world where Hunter Biden would need to know what the government was doing 5,400 times? The answer would be no. Well, unless, of course... Hunter Biden's business dealings were being affected by those policies. Oh, wow. Guys, we are at a place now, just so you understand, that is so far past go in this little game of Biden corruption monopoly. Okay? You have to understand the cascading staircase of lies, okay, that we have gone down to arrive where we are to understand the full scope and magnitude of what's going on. And I'm going to explain it to you in this hour. 888-788-9910. That's always the phone number if you want to be a part of the show. Also, the phone number if you don't want to be a part of the show. If you just want to call up and just give me a hard time. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Fine, we have a couple of those out there. We'll always put you through. That's what we do. We like some tough love on the program. Okay, but right now, all of this tough love is going to be aimed at the president because let's start here. Okay, and you understand, this is how they solve a murder. Okay, I'm not saying he murdered anybody. Just understand, I'm giving you a hypothetical to explain how law enforcement authorities would figure out who their guy was, okay? It's through a progression of lies. When they show up and go, hey, did you kill her? What does the guy always say? The answer would be no. No, I didn't kill her. All right, fine. Well, she was killed Tuesday. What'd you have for breakfast Tuesday? Guy goes, I had Lucky Charms. And they happen to know he's lying. And in their heads, they're... Interesting. Well, you know... She was dead Tuesday. You say you ate the Lucky Charms. What did you do after that? I went to work. But in their head, the cops know otherwise. They went, well, wait a minute here. This guy's got a lot of lies here at the beginning of the day. Well, what happened after work? Well, I went to the bar with my buddies. But the cops are like, actually, we have a picture of him outside the gym where she works out. And, okay, do you understand? It's the little lies that add up to the big one. So when it comes to Joe Biden being involved in Hunter Biden's foreign business dealings, okay, we were, of course, initially told what? We were told, I had nothing to do with my son's business dealings. That is a fact check false. Okay, we know that's not true. 
He f- I never talked to my son about his business once. That is a fact check false. Okay, this of course started out, this started out with Joe Biden saying what? He flat out said the Hunter Biden laptop is not real. <laughs> so when you think about the level of lie you've been told, first it started out with no laptop, not real. 51 former intelligence officials signed a letter saying it wasn't real. Put this thing to bed. Why are we even talking about it? That's what Biden said. You were lying your ass off. No, but that is what he said. Not real. Not real. Why are we even talking about it? It's not real. And then we came to find out, well, turns out it is real. Huh. It's real. His business partners are also testifying that not only is it real, but they, although Devin Archer, Tony Bobulinski, and now two separate IRS whistleblowers, have all come forward to testify under oath, facing the penalty of perjury, that not only is it real, but that Biden was getting kickback money. Are you the big man, Joe? According to two IRS whistleblowers and two of Hunter Biden's business partners, the answer is yes. He's the big man. Correct the mundo. Okay, so we went from no laptop isn't even real to it's real. Okay, and we know that because our own director of national intelligence corroborated it, as did the New York Times, as did the Washington Post, two newspapers, of course, that famously told us it was fake when they were worried about it impacting the results of the 2020 election. That's why I don't read the newspaper, because it's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. Do you understand? In the run-up to the election, no, it's fake. We got these 51 former intelligence officials. They say it's fake. That is offensive, and it is not true. But they said it anyway. Ah, they said it's fake. So that was lie number one. It's fake. Lie number two is, did you know anything about your son's business? Okay. We now know the son flew with Joe on Air Force Two when he was vice president at least 13 times. Okay. Accompanied him on business trips where Biden was doing the type of government business in countries with people pertaining to businesses that Hunter Biden was profiting from. You understand? According to these 5,400 emails released by the National Archives and Record Administration, okay, we have actual information. Let me read this to you. This is going to blow your monkey mind, as we used to say in my house growing up. It blew my monkey mind. Uh, and let me to be clear, we didn't say it in the house. We usually said it out in the driveway. We spent a lot of time in the driveway. When you were a little kid in the 80s, you were like a feral cat. You'd just wake up and kind of go outside and lay around in the driveway, like looking down the block for another cat that wanted to play wiffle ball or ride a bicycle or something like that, run over to the local elementary school and see if somebody abandoned a stack of Playboys behind the dumpsters. Oh, yes, I've read about that in the Bible. Oh, the 80s. But anyway, let me give this to you. This is real, this is real information. Okay, I'm going to read this to you. So one email, okay, and this is what you need to know. Biden sent 5,400 emails using a pseudonym to Hunter Biden. These emails contained government business. The pseudonyms, the aliases allegedly used by Biden included Robin Ware, Robert L. Peters, and J.R.B. Ware, okay? This was a Freedom of Information Act request. It was originally submitted more than a year ago in June of 22, okay? We now know he used multiple pseudonyms while he was the vice president. And one of these emails, okay, being sent to Joe at the time under the name Robert Peters was from May of 2016. It also CC'd to Hunter Biden schedules, okay. The email contained an 8.45 a.m. prep call for a 9 a.m. phone call 
with President Poroshenko, who was the Ukrainian president at the time. Now understand, the time Hunter Biden gets an email saying, hey, we got to have a prep session before we get on the phone with the president of Ukraine. Hunter Biden is part of an email prepping the vice president for his phone call with the president of Ukraine. So far, so good. You with me? At that time, Hunter was being paid $83,333 a month to sit on the board of Ukrainian energy company Burisma Holdings LTD. He had started working for Burisma in 2014. Okay, he did not depart until two months after his father left the office of the vice presidency. You know, it's almost as if with Biden not in office anymore, there wouldn't be any reason to keep the kid on the payroll. I think he's got a point. Yeah, not weird. Okay, in December of 2015, Biden had threatened Poroshenko that he would withhold one billion in U.S. aid unless he fired Ukraine's top prosecutor, Viktor Shokin, who was investigating the owner of Burisma, Mykola Zlachevsky. Okay, now if you watch Brian Kilmeade's interview over the weekend with the Ukrainian prosecutor, he said 100%. The Bidens had me forced out because I was investigating the corruption at Burisma. This is a family that took bribes. Okay, and we now know, again, the way cops solve crimes is they find the little lies. And that ultimately tells them whether or not their suspect is being credible about the big lie. Okay, lie number one. The laptop, it's not real. That's what Joe Biden said. The laptop is not real, lie number one. Lie number two, never talked to my kid about business. We now know that he not only talked to his kid about business, there were 5,400 individual email correspondences between the two under a pseudonym. Because, you know, when you're doing business on the up and up, obviously you send all your emails anonymously 5,400 times like all people who have nothing to hide, right? I mean, come on, man. How stupid do you have to be? But we also now know through testimony from Hunter Biden's business partner, Devin Archer, that the guy called into business meetings on at least 20 22 occasions. Because, you know, when you're not involved with a business, the first thing you do is call in 22 times just so everybody knows just how uninvolved you are. Okay, do you get what's going on here? President's corrupt. They were selling influence in our government. They were using Joe Biden's status as the vice president to shake down foreign entities that were trying to do business with our government. Now, in some instances, it very do well does look like their payments influenced our actions. OK, Biden threatening the president of Ukraine, saying he'll withhold a billion dollars in foreign aid if he doesn't get what he wants is the same type of quid pro quo they actually impeached Donald Trump for. Now, if you remember, okay, Donald Trump was impeached because they claimed he had threatened to withhold aid from Ukraine. Do what I want or I'm not giving you the foreign aid. Okay, we have played you a hundred times a clip of Biden bragging that he threatened to withhold a billion dollars from Ukraine in foreign aid if they didn't do what he wants. Okay, but that's always the case. There's always a double standard. When it comes to the Democrats, I mean, you think about right now, you think about Trump. What is Trump being, uh, you know, indicted for saying an election was stolen? As I've been telling candidates who have come to see me, you can run the best campaign. You can even become the nominee. And you can have the election stolen from you. Weird. OK, is anybody indicting any Democrats? The answer would be no. I mean, even you take somebody like Stacey Abrams, who famously, okay, spent three years saying they stole the Georgia election from her, okay? No indictments, no nothing. It's always a double standard. 
But you understand as a country, you don't have to be listening to me as a Republican right now to think it's bad. You listen to me as an American. Okay, we have a compromised president right now. There's no there's no way if you're a cop investigating this case that you haven't seen enough lies by now to realize they're covering up the big thing. What would the big thing be that Joe Biden as an elected representative of our government was profiting from foreign entities and changing government policy to placate that money? Okay, now, so far as we know, the money was going through Hunter. Now, Hunter's emails flat out say he was giving it to Joe. In some instances, he complains that his father, Pop, is making me pay 50% of giving him 50% of my money. He complains about having to pay Biden's bills. Now, understand, and this is the part you need to understand. This matters, okay? Hunter Biden cannot get that money if his dad isn't the vice president of the United States. Tell him like it is. He can't get the money. Now, why do I say that? Why, do I, why does it matter? Okay, because you understand he's making money on behalf of industries he doesn't have a background in. Okay, Amish people know more about electric companies than Hunter Biden. The only power industry he's into is, you know, you could say green energy from weed or, you know, <laughs> you could say heat if you're lighting a crack pipe. But I'm not saying that to disparage the guy's character. I'm just saying he didn't work in the energy industry. Okay, Hunter Biden was a guy that was connecting the energy industry with his father, the then vice president of the time, that was helping craft our energy policy towards Ukraine. So they were only giving Hunter Biden money because he was the conduit through which they could give that money to Joe. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. That's how it goes on. Would there be any market to pay Hunter Biden? I mean, is there? Think about it. What what business could you name? What business could you name? That would look across the world at a random drug user, okay, with no background in their industry, none at all, okay? We run a miniature golf course. Let's find a guy who knows nothing about, never held a golf club, doesn't know anything about miniature golf, okay? On the other side of the world, he's addicted to drugs. He's posting pictures of himself naked all over the Internet constantly. Let's hire that guy. I think it'll be good for our business. You know what they'd say to the guy in the boardroom who suggested that? What would you do with a brain if you had one? You're nuts. You're an actual crazy person. But in this instance, it made sense to them to do that because they knew that by buying this random drug-addicted lunatic on the other side of the world, they would then have access to his father. Now, why did they know that? Because he told them they would. Now, you might say, well, that's no big deal, Jimmy. That's just Hunter trading off his dad's name. His dad wasn't involved. Come on, man. But then you find out that Hunter delivered on that promise by putting his dad on the phone with them over 22 times. If you say, hey, pay me, I'll get you access to the vice president of the United States, and then you get the vice president of the United States on the phone, it's pretty convincing. Why? Because you actually got them the access. Access means talking to an audience with. I'll be in the presence of, I can pitch myself, I can make my case, I can make demands based on the money we're sending. When you hear that Joe Biden has gone from no laptop and no talking to the kid, no talking to his business partners, we have notes written to his business partners now. We have photos of him having dinners with Russian oligarchs the evening before money changes hands. Okay, we have 5,400 emails that he sent his son in regards to government policy. Do you understand if this is a normal investigation? Okay, we're not talking about impeachment. 
We're talking about physical criminal proceedings. He should be behind bars. A show so good, it's frightening. I got scared. I dropped my hot pocket. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. Going to be rapping with Jim Jordan in a minute. He is, of course, a representative of Congress out in the great state of Ohio. Uh, Congress, the House of Representatives, of course, where the Republicans could be gearing up to impeach Joe Biden. Corrine Jean-Pierre asked about that yesterday, clip 12. What is the White House's response to the apparent march to impeachment by House Republicans? So look, uh, look, Ed, you know, I can't really speak to the House Republicans and what they're focusing on. They can speak to that. You've heard from Speaker McCarthy. Not going to dive into what's in his head or what they're thinking or what they want to do on the other side of Pennsylvania. The president is focused on what real Americans care about, the real priorities that Americans care about. And that's going to be uh, that's going to be his focus instead of, you know, more baseless political stunts. That's what they that's what they're focusing on. Oh, goodness gracious. What would you do with the brain if you had one? Again, we could be playing that clip around the clock right now when it comes to anybody running this administration, whether you're talking about, you know, KJP or Biden or certainly Kamala, who's just a disaster. Okay, what does she basically say? Ah, it's a stunt. It's a political stunt. Now, I'll be very clear. I don't think it is an election deliverable. I don't think people are going to go out and vote based on whether or not we impeach Joe Biden. Okay, I think the case against Joe Biden will be made at the border. I think it'll be made on the economy. I think it'll be made on, you know, surging crime rates and the abandonment of Americans inner cities. I think there's a lot of reasons to be bothered. Okay, if you want to get into all of the fact that they're just trampling the rights of biological women and a lot of women feel erased by that. You know, I think there are reasons people will mobilize against Joe Biden. But the reason I think something like impeachment is not a political stunt is simply because it doesn't benefit them politically. It just doesn't. Okay, guys get impeached. Traditionally, there's a rally around the flag mentality that boosts their numbers. Look at how many times they've indicted Trump. Okay, Trump has been indicted now for everything except failing to help Kevin McAllister in Home Alone 2. And I promise you that indictment's coming down the pike. Okay, they'll stop at nothing. But you understand when it comes to Biden, he shouldn't be impeached because it's politically viable. He should be impeached because he lied about everything known to man. And, you know, as the old adage goes in politics, where there's smoke, Elizabeth Warren's probably trying to send a signal. But the point is, Biden's also a guy who's completely full of I got to tell you, one of the best football highlight reels you'll ever watch, former New York Giants linebacker Lawrence Taylor, LT. Somebody cut together a montage of every sack he had in the NFL to the song you're listening to right now, Stranglehold by Ted Nugent. It's absolutely worth a watch if you ever get time. And joining us now on the phone to discuss this and so much more, you might consider him the Lawrence Taylor of Congress. He is the House (laughs) Judiciary Committee Chairman. Jim Jordan's back on the show. What's up, LT? (laughs) <laughs> I've uh, I've been called all kinds of things, but I don't think that's ever been one of them. But he was he was a guy at Sachs Seisman, right? And, and yes. broke his ankle, you know, this yes. terrible. Yeah. yeah, he was amazing. But you know, I'm so old. Like I remember, like my dad talking about like Dick. 
Buckets and Ray yeah. Nitschke, like the old time uh-huh. the Packers and Buckets with the the Bears, as they say, yeah, yeah. you know. So um, different yeah, era. Football's back. Football's back. That's I assume that's why he went to the LT reference because football's yep. back. What? Oh yeah, Saturday, no, the, we're, the, we're ready. The Badgers are playing that mighty that mighty football powerhouse. Buffalo, I think, and uh, <laughs> Ohio State's going to be tested by Youngstown State or something. Yeah, you don't want to mess with them. <laughs> you do not want to mess with them. Uh, it's it's really funny. No, we're pumped up, and we are. We're a big Lawrence Taylor house because Lincoln plays defensive end. He lines up and sacks the quarterback. Oh. And I, I tell him to be Lawrence Taylor. I say, BLT, go out there like a nut and, you know, kind of lose your mind yeah. a little bit. But you got to yeah, yeah. draw the line because when you tell your kid to be LT, there was this other part of LT where every <laughs> once in a while, you know, he'd snort the 30 yard line. All yeah. that white powder was missing. <laughs> Not good. Well, I don't think Lincoln will be doing that, but, uh, but uh, that's great that he's playing. Because the greatest job in, in, in life would be linebacker in the NFL. If you could like oh, pick yeah. your I guess maybe playing the PJ would be like if you could play that but like playing linebacker in the NFL is pretty good. That that's what I I think I, we talked before but yep. when I was in grade school that's what I was going to do. I like I I love I love Jack Lambert the Pittsburgh yes. Steelers and I was like I want to be Jack Lambert who doesn't, you know, but uh, <laughs> it, it didn't quite work out. The good lord had other designs as as, as we know, but uh, but Lincoln could do it. He could do it. You don't you know, know, man. He's he's big. He's lean. He's in he's in fighting shape. Um, and they're ready. Their first scrimmage is the Saturday. Lifting, right? You got him. Oh, you got him hitting the, getting the weight dude, room hard. Right? Yeah, I, are you kidding me? I hired Barry Bonds to train him. Are you kidding me? <laughs> kidding. He's up three hat sizes since his first practice. You don't worry about nothing. We're on the. We're on the you case know what's here. funny? Speaking right. of hat sizes, like what what is that? Uh, what. I heard like Buck Sexton. He's got like he's he, there's yeah. no size that fits his head. He was saying. I, I don't yes. know. I, I mean, I've never heard that. But no. Yeah, well, go, Bu- go, and go, Buck okay. Sexton. You need to know this about Buck. He and I are buddies. He's had the same size head his whole life. So imagine him as a three year old. You know what I mean? You could yeah, actually you know. charge people carnival money to go look at him in the backyard. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Oh Lord, that is good so stuff. Funny. Yeah, it's funny. Well, let's talk. Uh, some, well, let's talk some. Uh, let's talk some politics because we're talking about jobs. First of all, the easiest job to have in the world, apparently, right now, is president of the United States. Because every time I turn on my TV, the guy's on the beach in a bathing suit again. How do I get yeah. that gig? What a great gig! Yeah. No, it's it's the basement or the beach. It's like it's where he's at, and it's yep. it's. Uh, I mean, I mean it. It's really it's pathetic because you know you you want the president of the United States to be up to the task and unfortunately joe biden's just not everyone can see it even democrats see it of course but um remember that picture that there was a this was several weeks ago when president trump was at the ufc fight walking in you know Mm -hmm. the place is going crazy walking in confident blue suit red tie all that and 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 then they had on twitter that that video and then beside it they had joe biden attempting to move the lawn chair on the beach (laughs) and it was like you're like oh my goodness this is it's it's sorry. It, you, you just feel sorry for him. It's sad. It's like, but no, that's yeah. That's Trump's do. at the ultimate fighting championships. Biden's at the ultimate folding championships. He's folding <laughs> a beach chair and he's oh, hanging man. out. It's not good. Jim Jordan's on the line. But is that, I mean, in your opinion, one of the reasons why they are hitting Trump with everything but the kitchen sink in terms of indictments? When you hear that a trial is going to start the day before Super Tuesday, in what world does that not read like election interference in an effort to stop what they claim is election interference? No, no, it's exactly what it is. And, and that's that's the second one, because there's one that they're trying to start. Fonnie Willis is trying to start one in October. Yep. And who knows when Alvin Bragg's going to do, and who knows when Jack Smith's going to do the other one? It's like this is this is insanity. It is wrong. It is it is the weaponization of government. It's the political 
focus of the DOJ and, and you know, you, you name it, but it, everyone sees it for what it, that's why you're seeing, I saw the poll the other day, uh, more African-Americans uh, now are supporting uh, Republicans and President Trump. They, mm-hmm. they see how bad Biden is. They see how political things have become. Um, yeah, they're trying to stop this guy because he, when he was president, he shook the place up. He, he, cha- he did what he said he was going to do. He, he was unconventional. He was fighting for the American people. That's why I'm 110% for him and want him to be our next president. Um, but, yeah, they're coming after him with everything they got. Wait, are you, are you telling me you're a no on Biden after all he's done for this country? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm a, I'm a wow. yes for Trump in this primary, uh, <laughs> a yes for Trump in the general. He's, he's oh, exactly man. the attitude. You've been around him, Jimmy. Yep. He, president Trump is so American. This guy, one of the things I love about him is he hates to lose. Which mm-hmm. is a great quality. It's an American. American yep. American people are winners. We give us the goal, give us the, the objective. We're going to go make it happen. That is his attitude. He's proven that in life. He did that when he was president, and it's it's why he's a, it's why he's good at sports. It's why he can play guys. He's got that winner's attitude. And frankly, that is what we need right now to deal with the radical left and to deal with these some of these crazy guys around the planet who are up to bad things. Uh, you need yeah. a guy like Trump in, in the White House, in my judgment. You know, it's funny. I filled in for Gutfeld last night, and I was talking about this on the show. I was I was talking to Tyra specifically as a, yeah. a professional wrestler who understands optics and just how, you know, how bad of a place the world really is. And I said, yeah. what do you think looks uh, more amazing to the world? Like, do you think they'd res- respect a Trump mugshot or a shot of Biden on a beach chair? And the truth is you'd rather see the strength of a Trump than what we've seen out of Biden. As crazy as it sounds, I mean, I think that's reality right now, is the world does not look at Biden and fear him. I don't think the world looks at America the same way. Do you? Not at all. You have to project strength from the Oval Office, and this the current occupant projects anything but that. President Trump is nothing but strength when he's there. I mean, remember when he was at the G20 early in his administration, and they're all walking on stage, and he basically just reached out with his arms and, like, pushed people yes. aside and stepped to the front and said, yep. I'm President Trump. We're the United States. Get out of our way. We're oh. the leader of the world. There was, uh-huh. Joe Biden couldn't even do that. He probably couldn't even reach out and pull anyone back. <laughs> well, listen. But, but that's the difference, and everybody sees it, and it's – and frankly, you know, we laugh about it some because, and, and it is, it's sad. In some ways, it's funny. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's not what we want, but it's I'm, the truth. And people around the world see it for what it is. No, I'm I'm only laughing because at that G20 video you're referencing, they'd be walking one yeah. way and Biden be walking the other. <laughs> it's, it's rough to no, watch. It's, and I feel sorry for President Me Biden. Too. And I feel sorry for the country, and I, and I don't Me wish too. that on him at all. Nope. But it's it's like you. The country sees the difference, and um, and the world sees the difference, and it's, nah, why, it's yep. why we got to have President Trump. Well, Jim Jordan is on the line. If you're just joining us, uh, House Judiciary Committee Chairman. Now, one of the hot topics in the House, by the way, uh, is all of the Biden investigations. Did you see this National Archives report today? 5,400 yep. emails sent from Biden to his son under a pseudonym. Because I know yep. when I'm not in, in, involved with my son's business, the first thing I do is email him 5,400 times, right? Yeah, and you use some other name with Lincoln. I mean, what? Who yeah. does that? Who does that? <laughs> like, come on. Uh, one more piece of evidence, and it's why uh, Speaker McCarthy, I think, has been been very clear about this, and I agree a hundred percent. I do think it's looking more and more likely that we move to what's been called an impeachment inquiry phase of our oversight investigations um, mm-hmm. relative to the to the Bidens, and and frankly, the DOJ. 
The idea yeah. they're going to name a special counsel. They named a special counsel in an investigation that had been going on for four years, and they'd already had a plea agreement worked out with the defense counsel. And now they're going to name a special counsel. And the guy they make a special counsel is the guy who did all that, who investigated for four years and worked on the plea. Like, tell me how that makes any sense. It's like that's literally one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. But yeah. that's exactly what Merrick Garland and the Biden administration did with David Weiss. The Biden administration is literally hiring OJ to find the real killers. <laughs> <laughs> it's insane. It's I knew insane. you'd have a way of summing it up even 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 uh, tighter and, and that's, better. That's my job. That's my job. But you know that was like a Stockton to Malone. You threw me the bounce pass. I just hit the layup. We ran back the up pick, the court. The pick and roll bounce pass. To, how many yep. times did they run that play? Man, I remember oh, one. Endlessly. Still couldn't beat the Bulls though. Still no. couldn't beat the Bulls. Not with those the flu. Some good, those are some good. There's some good finals though. That was, they were great. Do you want to know something? I, I think that one of the probably the best era of the NBA, because when the Knicks were playing even the Bulls in the Eastern Conference every year, that was a yeah. different NBA where like assault was still legal. If a guy was going yeah. to the basket, you could clothesline him. And that's how we used to keep Jordan close. Nowadays, yeah. because of all the hand checking rules and stuff, like you yeah. get a technical for making eye contact with the other team's shooting guard. Yeah. And and yeah. that's why the points are so out of control. So yes, I agree. I yeah. think that was I think that was a better era. Remember, I think that was a better Remember the like uh, the Pistons with mm-hmm. uh, Lance the bad boys. Yeah, the bad boys. Right. That was that was like that was like yeah. football playing. You know, football players playing basketball. I mean, like, they were like <laughs> they were like all over each other. It's it was got... great. It was like it was like this is this is we're watching basketball. You thought it was a wrestling match, but no, yeah. it was basketball. It's like yeah. no, I, I I agree. Yeah, guys showed up to play. Guys showed up to guys showed up to play the Pistons. They were wearing hockey goalie equipment on the opposing <laughs> team. Clobbered. Remember Jack Lambert's line. Yep. What's next? We're going to put the quarterback in the skirt. Remember that when Lambert yep. said that when they like started to, and then they yep. just keep changing the rules for the quarterback. So, oh no! Forget yeah. about it now. Now you get it. Now you get a penalty for looking at him during the national anthem. You're like, come on, that's not nice. Give him his space. It's it's very bubble tape, man. Bubble tape. I don't like it. No, I got. I got. I got to tell Lincoln to go out there and play 1980s Lawrence Taylor football. Yeah, minus exactly one key. Right. Minus yeah. one key attribute. I think yeah. is what we decided. Yeah. Well, listen, and, man. And, you and, go ahead. And, no, 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 I'm good. That's good. I'm, I'm. I'm glad to hear Lincoln. Is he still growing? Still getting? Yes. What, he's over six feet. You said right? Oh no, he's like between six four and six five. He's fourteen. Yeah. Um, yeah. he's 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 got the he's got the size on him. He's pretty lean because he lifts. He lifts, and you know he has a kid yeah. metabolism. So yeah. I mean, uh, you know, it's kind of it kind of sucks to watch because like I'll gain three pounds if I eat a piece of pizza for dinner. But he's yeah. 14, so it's the opposite. He eats the whole pie, eats the box, you know, chugs three sugary drinks and loses four pounds when he wakes up the next day. It's sick. Yeah. Uh, right. When you, you could eat all the time and yep. stay lean. Yeah. Oh, well, no, good luck no. with everything, brother. Tell me yeah, no, I'll, I'm, I'm looking I'll for the team play for the Badgers. You badges. stop it. That's enough out of you. I don't know why the connection's breaking up. Here we are having a good call. I'm kidding. Be well, man. I'll see you soon, Jim. All right. See you. My man, take care. There he goes. Jim Jordan. Out of the 4th Congressional District of Ohio, House Judiciary Committee Chairman, great friend of the program. He wants wants Lincoln to play for his alma mater, the Wisconsin Badgers? What an idiot. I'm kidding. Badgers, they got some nice things going on out in Wisconsin. But the Link man, uh, not going to Wisconsin. No chance. Uh, The Link man, I mean, you might see the Link man somewhere else, but nobody wants to go to Wisconsin. I'm Hillary Clinton, and I approve this message. But the truth is, who knows where the Link man's going to go. He's 14. He's got his first uh, scrimmage this Saturday. 
and we're really excited about that because this is his 10th grade football year. Lincoln plays JV if you keep and score at home. And, uh, you know, we enjoy it. If you're, you're a parent, you're lucky enough to have a kid playing sports, a kid who has that competitive edge where they want to compete, they want to win. It's like the best thing we could ever teach them. And it drives me crazy. You know, when you talk about the era of participation trophies, you know, everybody gets the trophy. Everybody's special. But you think you're doing that in the name of compassion, but you're actually setting kids back. Why? Because when they get out into the real world, there's not going to be participation trophies. Correct mundo. You're going to win or you're going to lose. And if you've bubble taped kids into believing there's no such world where they could potentially lose, you're setting them up not only for failure, but you're setting them up for a failure they might not necessarily be emotionally equipped to handle. That can't be good. That's a lot of what goes on. And one of the reasons the Democrats do that is things they're selling you in the name of compassion are actually just them selling you government dependency. Hey, don't get out there and compete on your own. The deck is stacked. We're systemically racist. The patriarchy. Come on, man. Capitalism. It's all rigged. Let the government take care of it. And that's what they do. They try to erode your self-reliance. They want you to depend on them instead of yourself with the game on the line. Why? Because if you depend on them, they can depend on you when it comes time to vote. Okay, the problem is all of this government dependency costs us money. So that self-reliance that they erode winds up costing the rest of us taxpayers. Thanks, big government weenuses. Which is why not everybody gets a trophy, but in the end, if this is the way we're going to do this, everybody gets a tax increase. Just hold on to your pocketbook. They just put a lien on your money, your savings, and your retirement. Taking the edge off, one story at a time. America needs to learn how to lighten up. You're hanging out with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. There it is, Fox Across America, with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. Going to get you a hurricane update on Hurricane Idalia down in Florida. Wally is standing by. Wally! Oh, Jimbo. Jimbo, I actually, I'm taking a break from storm preparation because I was worried about you. Your pressure Uh bars are going, your pressure bars seem to be going off the scale. Whoa, what's happening? (laughs) Uh, you just you seemed a little wound up today, my friend. <laughs> you know what? I I think I think it's a different vibe because I'm in my home studio because they're doing um they're doing construction on the Fox Studio. They're making this new flashy fancy pants studio, but everything is when you work from home in your other studio, everything's like a little out of sorts. So I probably sound like, "Hey, you kids, get off my lawn." Is that what you're telling me? Well, I just think you need to go to the planer, which it's funny. The planer I uh, use is a blender. Uh-huh. And it, <laughs> it, it, it helps. Oh, no. It, it helps take the edge off, Jim. Wait, are you, Wally, are you suggesting that I haven't been drinking? Are you even you paying attention? I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I would definitely be going on the under on that, but uh, <laughs> but no. Listen, I'm. You know, it's it's. Uh, I've been through a lot of hurricanes living in Florida. I've just doubled up on the water wings, and I've inflated all my companions. So I'm feeling. Oh, <laughs> I feel pretty safe against storm surge. So the women in your life have been properly inflated. <laughs> You know, I, I, you just you got you just got to be safe, and also I'm very much in in the Tampa Bay area. We count on the Indian burial grounds to protect us from direct hits. 
Wow, you guys got a lot of action down there. I will say that. Uh, make sure you call back and give Mikey an update on the dollhouse or the dollhouse. I know he'd be concerned. He's uh, he's, sending, he's sending down relief aid, but it's in singles, so it's going to take a while to count. Any, any little bit helps. <laughs> Wally, thanks for the update. You are the senior correspondent from Fox Weather. We don't actually book a weather guy. We just book a guy live on the scene. So you did a fine job. Uh, you can invoice us later. Okay, buddy? Good luck. There goes Wally. Uh, listen, of course, we do take these storms seriously, and we want everybody to follow their local advisories and, uh, you know, heed the warnings and the evacuation edicts and everything in between. Uh, do not necessarily follow Wally's lead. We like Wally. He's a good guy. But last I checked, not exactly a meteorologist. <laughs> he can give you the for- he can give you the forecast at the bar uh, if you're wondering. Uh, but yes, I would be listening and deferring to your local authorities at all times. Uh, do not read anything into our casual vibe. That's just our job. We're here to keep people under control. The world's on fire. We're opiating the masses. That's what we do. In the next hour. I'm going to deliver uh, a victory on behalf of everyone here in America and perhaps around the world who is so bothered by all of these whiny brat climate protesters who disrupt ball games and art museums and railroads and roadways. We had a tribal policeman out in Nevada who decided he was done. He was done with a group of climate protesters and got behind the wheel of his pickup truck and took some real action, which I think everybody needs to do from time to time, because these people suck. And we'll tell you how, and we'll tell you why when we come back. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is, and here we go. Back in action, big hour of Fox Across America coming your way with Jimmy Fallon. Look who actually showed up to work. Jimmy! Jimmy, there he is, uh, a night off uh, from hosting Gutfeld tonight. I'm scheduled to be on the Ingram Angle with Laura Ingram in the 7 p.m. hour. But if you missed me here on the radio yesterday, uh, I do apologize. I had some TV stuff we had to get done, and uh, this is news to some of you. But we are in the process of getting a brand spanking new swanky studio at Fox News headquarters where we do the show every day. So this week you will hear me on remote. I'm actually broadcasting from my home studio uh, where I apparently I've demonstrated enough professionalism that they now allow me to broadcast within 10 feet of my liquor cabinet, which I got to be honest with you. uh, That can't be good. It's actually fine. The truth is, if we were half in the bag on this show, you wouldn't actually know the difference, to be perfectly honest. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. I think half the people listening to the show, that's the appeal, is like they're trying to guess. Like, what's he on? Remember, like, Vanna White on Wheel of Fortune? Like, what will Vanna White wear tonight? I think you turn on this show and you're like, what is it? Is he sniffing glue? Was he uh, sitting next to the gas pump inhaling the fumes? <laughs> what makes the guy say these things? I don't know. Uh, the truth is I'm just one of you, uh, and I own a politics to English dictionary. I can translate what's going on in the world to a level where you yourself can digest it and process it without feeling like you want to bust somebody in half half the time because that's a lot of what political discourse has become. It's just an exercise in pissing people off. And I just listen. I spent enough time driving a taxi in New York City to where I've kind of outgrown being mad. And I think that's my one contribution to the world. So 888-788-9910 if you want to help me make that contribution. Brian Brenberg is coming by. 
I've also been advised that we will have a perhaps a mystery guest joining us in the very last break of this hour. So buckle up and whatever you do, call in, don't call in, send us a text message, a carrier pigeon, a tweet, whatever you do. Republican, Democrat, independent, libertarian. All we ask is that you don't be a it's the new rule, which is the old rule. But right now, as we kick off the hour, this is something new happening in the world that I kind of enjoy. We covered this on Gutfeld last night. Uh, we're going to talk about it a little bit here. If you haven't seen the viral video yet, I also covered it on Fox and Friends this morning with the great Steve Ducey. Uh, there were a group of climate protesters who built a, tra- a traffic b- blockade out in Nevada, and they were essentially blocking the road into Burning Man. Okay, the Burning Man Festival, if you're not familiar with it, so they get together in the desert. For I'm not making this up. They build all kinds of wooden structures. They drop a bunch of acid. They smoke a ton of weed. And then they light the village on fire. Okay, it's like a, I don't know how to describe it, but it's basically a week-long festival of drug use and sex and prostitution. Oh, yes, I've read about that in the Bible. But the point is, when it's over, the whole thing goes up in flames like it never happened. People have been cleansed spiritually or something in between. I don't quite understand it completely. They're crazy. Probably the best way to sum it up. But a group of Burning Man revelers, or would-be revelers, were obstructed uh, yesterday by a group of climate activists who put a barricade in the middle of the road. Now, to be clear, what they put in the middle of the road was essentially a trailer that you'd tow a boat on or a bobcat or something you know, of that level. And they just put it across the road with a couple of signs like, you know, save the world, you know, stuff like that, climate justice, and of course, end capitalism. They're mad at capitalism. Now, it's funny because these guys are a representative from a group that has made all kinds of money from Hollywood celebrities, meaning people who have benefited greatly from capitalism. You know, the thing they want to end? Well, worth noting that without capitalism, they wouldn't be able to afford to subsidize these protests or these trailers. I think he's got a point. But what happened, which we thought was just so amazing was this was going on on tribal land. And on the tribal land, okay, the police are very much ruling the roost. And if they ain't going to take it, if they don't want to take it, they ain't going to take it. So a cop showed up in a pickup truck and drove right through the barricade. (laughs) And rightfully so. They should be applauded. Then got out. At gunpoint, made the protesters get on the ground, reopened the road, and I got to be honest, I thought it was phenomenal because we've been watching this go on for far too long. Understand, okay, you don't have the right to shut down traffic for people who might be on the way to a medical emergency, who might be late for a very important meeting, who might just, oh, I don't know, want to be living their life and not be caught up in a protest based on climate change that, number one, is a scam, but number two, has no regard for any of the people the protest happens to be ensnaring. Okay, the kids doing this, these are petulant children. Climate change is white privilege. Every time you go to one of these protests, it's rich white kids who are telling you the world's going to end and we've got to do something immediately. I mean, not we meaning us, meaning we meaning you guys have to do something immediately. Thankfully, there was a cop or a tribal policeman who saw through the bull. 
Okay, here's a little bit of that. Here are the protesters. I just want to give you a little bit of the clip. Okay, getting run down by the cops. Clip 23. dramatic there okay just to be clear if you're not familiar with the clip no one was injured no one was hurt no one was punched no one was kicked no one was run over by the vehicle he ran down a barricade at which point he ordered them to the ground and handcuffed them as is his authority do they have the authority to block traffic for other people the answer would be no now you have the right to peaceful assembly in this country it doesn't mean you have the right to do so at the expense of other people who have nothing to do with your cause. When you're right, you're right, and you're right. So this cop, okay, in ending that protest, it's a you know an exercise in addition by subtraction. It should be going on, okay? And the fact that all of these petulant children have been emboldened around the world by situations where they weren't shut down right away, where they were able to, oh, I don't know, maybe we'll throw flour all over a painting. Which, you know, again, you don't appreciate, but it's nice to see a painter covered in white powder besides Hunter Biden. But, you know, you saw the people throwing cans of soup. You saw the people gluing their hands to the runway. Okay, we've seen all of these petula- petulant exercises in disruption. We want to do something about the climate, you guys. So we're going to make the rest of you sit in traffic for the next 10 hours because we're... We can afford not to go to work today and pretend we're saving the world. So you've got to sit in traffic. No, you don't. You've got to get mad. you got to do exactly what the cop did. Okay, I would never call for actual violence, and the cop didn't commit any. But until the world starts telling people like this no, they're going to continue to do it. I don't mean punch him. I don't mean kick him. I can't call for violence. I'm a conservative. Only the Democrats are allowed to physically call for violence as elected officials. They're not going to stop. They're not going to stop. And that's, they're not, this is a movement. Everyone beware. They're not going to let up and they should not. And we should not. You know, there needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there's unrest in our lives. You see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, They go low, we kick them. I just don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country. Maybe there will be. <laughs> I mean, listen to that. Not- listen to that. It's, that's Pelosi at the end. I don't know why there aren't more uprisings all over the country. Nancy Pelosi is a total dingbat. Kamala Harris saying, oh, these rioters, they're not going to stop. They shouldn't stop. Kamala is a lying sociopath. Fact check. It's funny, though, because, like, the Democrats are upset. They're like, oh, this cop, he's running down the barricade you can't just get violent with people like that the democrats flat out calling for violence when they don't get their way are the democrats telling people to stop threatening supreme court justices the answer would be no of course not 
But it's so stupid, and I don't want you to get mad at Democrats, okay? Because I don't think that the idea of being inconvenienced by a protest is solely bothersome to Republicans. I know plenty of Democrats that wouldn't want to get stuck in a five-hour traffic jam or, heaven forbid, a health emergency because four kids put a barricade in the middle of the road in the Nevada desert, okay? No one wants to be inconvenienced by a bunch of spoiled rich kids who have no data to back up anything in their movement. The only data you have on climate change is the people pushing these initiatives are getting rich. It's the only data you have. Okay, but if you wanted to discuss data, if you wanted to discuss reality, China is the biggest polluter in the world, creating more pollution than the other 27 biggest industrialized nations combined. Seeing as we all share one planet, it means we can't even put a dent in global emissions. Not even a dent, not even, uh, you know, a millimeter of reduction in global emissions if we don't get China on board. Now, China has flat out told us, hell no, we ain't doing it. Ain't nobody got time for that. So when we go out there and engage in these exercises and, you know, self-righteous protest and the moral superiority of, you know, we know better than you with the planet, we're saving the planet, but they're not saving the planet. Do you understand? They're crushing our economy. They're inconveniencing our citizens. But at the end of the day, okay, the planet, okay, the country, okay, we all are in the same pool. We all share the same planet. So we can reduce emissions in America, and we have reduced emissions for 24 straight years just based on our own improvements in regulations and efficiency. But if we're going to go out there and actually declare war on, like, our fossil fuel industry, stop people from driving, okay, start mandating the type of stoves you can have, the type of agriculture that we can farm, okay, you're doing so in the name of an unachievable goal because China is not committing ever. They're not going to decimate their economy because they don't believe in climate change. They believe, remember to quote George Carlin? He's like, the planet will be fine. Where? That's what George Carlin used to say. But the reality is when you share one planet, if there's one country causing more pollution than 27 other countries combined, then it doesn't matter what we do in our end of the swimming pool. You can call it a no peeing section, but guess what? If it's attached to their section, guess what you're swimming in, girlfriend? So the idea that we should be out there tolerating anybody who wants to ruin a museum, shut down a plane runway, shut down a road in the Nevada desert, you know, just because they're rich and they can afford to be out there being stupid, okay, is not something we ever should have tolerated in the first place. And as Morgan Ortega said last night on Gutfeld, you know, the more viral videos we get where cops actually shut stuff like this down, where protesters actually just get, you know, run out of there, okay, the better off we're all going to be, okay, because it's just, you know, it's a reality of the world we happen to live in right now. You get a lot of this stuff because you've demonstrated a willingness to take it. That's all it is. Cities are being pillaged, okay, places like San Francisco. You know Nordstrom's just closed yesterday? It's been there for 35 years. Nordstrom's just flat out closed because the city developed such a tolerance for crime, such a collective apathy, that you could no longer profitably run a department store because the thing was getting looted every day and because so many people pushed to defund police and they actually cut municipal police budgets they don't have the wherewithal to do anything about it so the stores were like well, we can do something about it we'll leave but now people lose jobs in those areas and you understand 
When the economy goes down, the violent crime gets worse. There's a direct correlation between high rates of violent crime and low rates of economic opportunity. If people can't make money legally, they explore alternative means of making it, much of which involves violence, rapes and robberies and carjackings and assaults. This is the kind of stuff that happens. When you tolerate small crime, it leads to big crime. When you tolerate small protests, like we're going to shut down the road in the middle of Nevada, it leads to bigger protests. Okay, everyone has that right, but they don't have the right to screw over other people in the process. So for my money, that tribal cop is a hero. And I'm out here in the real world, not out of wrong or bullshit. Call and speak to Jimmy now. I'm trying to use the You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We're about to head across the Atlantic Ocean and get a dispatch from our gal Linda over in France. Yo, Linda. Hey, Jimmy. How are you and your wife doing? Think uh, awesome for your anniversary. Oh, Jenny Fela, yeah. Listen, I we said it on the air. We weren't kidding, Linda. We lasted so much longer than we thought we were going to that at this point it's, it's well, house I, money. No, I was in Vegas at the moment. I'm, I'm kind of joking. But, yeah, I have the y'all at odds out bet. <laughs> you ah, guys were going to make it. Oh, look at All that. Right, well, anyway. I'm glad somebody thought so. Um, what's the word over in France? Are you guys getting hit with protests like we are? Yes. Um, no. Uh, um, sometimes. Maybe. The thing is, is that, no, actually, we're all, everybody in France is going, what the hell has happened to the United States? Yeah. They all are looking at us, and, and they're they're coming into the cafe and going, seriously, Linda, what is going on? It's absurd. No, none of that is happening here. It is really weird because we've gotten to this, like, state of, like, collective lawlessness around the country. You know what I think really did this to the world, Linda? I'm not even kidding. I think the, I think the phone, I think social media has reduced yep, everything, in, everything in the world now is just a video you watch before the next video. Oh, what is that? A yep. whole town burnt down in Hawaii? Okay, next video. It's a guy lap, li, you know, lip-syncing with his cat. What's that? A bunch of climb protesters? Okay, next video. Here's the president on the beach with his shirt off. Next video. No, I don't think me, anyone's processing I anything. Completely. Uh-huh. I agree with you completely, and thank God for you. Seriously. Right. Um, I mean, without Rush Limbaugh, and at least you are a voice speaking to truth, speaking to reason, speaking to just, hey, guys, and you do it better because you do it with humor. Well, listen, it's the drugs, and if they ever wear off, that's what I'm – don't get too attached. Don't get too attached. You don't know. Well, you know, or just come to France, and you can have a whole bunch of wine. Yeah, can we ever? Can can we ever? Um, Linda, honestly, I, I, I love that you get together with people over there and talk about the world because I'm always fascinated with people think. And I this is like when I was driving a cab, this was one of my favorite things in the world is like you would pick people up at JFK Airport who had flown in internationally and they would give you their take on how America was doing in the eyes of their people. And it's really exactly. And so I'm getting so here in the cafe, I'm getting people from Ireland, from Scotland, from all over Africa, from um, Germany. And and, and so because the thing is, is that I speak English and French. But the thing is, is that when people come to visit, 
the national language is English. So yeah. I'm the person that can actually talk to people from Indonesia, from mm-hmm. India, from mm-hmm. anyway, it's a common yep. language. And I'm the, the weird part is, is that I keep asking because I never see it on the news. I keep asking, okay, well, do you ever hear on your news any reaction to Biden? I mean, what do people say? Uh, I know what they say, because I'm going to lose you to a commercial break, but I've heard it. We have a president that is clearly not. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Fired up to talk to this next guest, co-host of The Big Money Show. Something I will allegedly be appearing on this Thursday if I can get back into the building. Brian Brenberg is here. Hey, man. (laughs) Nobody (laughs) told me about that appearance. I told them we can't do this anymore. This is a serious show. (laughs) That's more polite than what I told them. But uh, apparently it's still a thing. (laughs) Apparently, All right, well, we'll take you. Hello. Hey, thanks. The least you could do. Uh, I am uh, I'm out at the Mobile Command Center because they're building a brand spanking new studio up at Fox News, he- you know, in the radio headquarters up there. And uh, I, I am remote today and tomorrow, but I was told that I will be back in the building Thursday. So I'll be on set with the gang. And, uh, you know, we owe this to the American people, do we not? Well, I know that like the security presence is way down today because you're not in the studio, which is kind of interesting. I don't know who they're trying to keep safe, if it's you or the rest of the people in this building, but either way, it's it's very quiet. Well, it's it's the third floor cafe. That's where they've decreased security because they're not worried about they're not as worried about the pastries as they would traditionally be normally. Yeah, the cookie inventory is way up. I don't know how that happened, but like you can finally get a piece of cake up there. I don't... They don't. They had. To, they shut off the electric fence. None of that stuff's on three today. You can actually walk right in. No volts. No nothing. Brenberg. No nothing. Oh, too funny, man. Um, a couple of businessy things that jumped out at me. First of all, the one that's kind of going viral, which isn't really business. It's protests. But did you see the video? Did you guys discuss it today of the tribal police pushing back on the climate protesters? Yeah, you know, we didn't funny. talk about it on our show, but, uh, you know, you, you sit there and you watch it. I mean, my first reaction to it, all I'm looking at is the video, okay? I'm not looking mm-hmm. at anything else. I don't know any context beyond that. But my first reaction is, thank goodness for those guys for unblocking that road. Because yep. those people weren't doing not a shred of anything helpful. Yep. And actually, the only effect of what they did is to pollute that area more than it Traffic. would have been because you had a line a mile long of cars yep. running in the desert so the people wouldn't all die from heat yep. and they, so they're just all they do is contribute to pollution the nonsensical protesting so i, I just look at those guys who the police or i guess it was mm-hmm. tribal authorities who yep. did something mm-hmm. like god bless them for just using some common sense it's so refreshing Oh, it is. It's funny. We're talking to Brian Brenberg, co-host of the Big Money Show. I know I, I loved that. And I just just the whole idea, man, of like, as you said, number one, you're causing more pollution. Number two, if you're trying to get people over to your cause, I don't think anyone alienates faster than being made two hours late to a meeting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like when you think about New York City and how mad, like we've talked about this before. People in New York get mad when someone gets hit by the subway. 
because we're like, oh, you jerk. I'm an hour late to a meeting because you had to go get killed on a Tuesday morning. Couldn't you have waited till Tuesday afternoon? I mean, it's just reality that you have this selfish thing. So if someone's just showing up, and again, it's four white kids that are getting high on the way to Burning Man and have decided on a climate protest. Because understand, what they're using as a barricade was a trailer, a trailer that could have only gotten out into that portion of the desert if they towed it. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say the towing capacity on a Prius isn't that of, say, a bigger gas-guzzling vehicle, which means the whole thing is a fraud. Rollerblade that thing out there, obviously. (laughs) They pedaled. I I mean, yeah, and, and, you know, like, in the video, she's, you know, when the police finally get in there and they start moving the stuff, one of the people freaks out, the lady freaks out. We're not violent. We don't have any weapons. It's like, well... But you did put a, tr- a huge trailer in the middle of a road, and you do realize <laughs> that under certain circumstances, like somebody driving on that road, yep. that could result in violence. So yep. uh, let's let's just let's just be honest about what's actually happening here. But you know, to your point about the people getting delayed, the reason you get so mad about that, it, you know, it, like I don't know where people are going. They could be going any number of places. Some of them are going to this Burning Man festival, which I don't know anything about. And, mm-hmm. and, and maybe they don't want to be delayed. But the thing you know, you know for sure, is whatever problem you think you're addressing with this, I am not the contributor to it. Like there's nothing I'm doing that is changing like myself about the environment. You can talk about Chinese coal plants if you want. You can talk about John Kerry's private jets. But don't tell me about my Toyota Corolla and how much I'm contributing to climate change, right? <laughs> Listen, it's a pretty souped-up Corolla, though. I mean, we've seen it. It's you know, got the pipes. You know, you did some you did some things on the Corolla. Hydraulics on that thing, you know. <laughs> he got to lift. Put 35s on his Corolla. You got to see it to believe it. Uh, talking to Brian Brenberg, that's funny. Yeah, I just I, I like that. I think we're collectively as a society. I want to believe that we're starting to outgrow certain behaviors. Like something I always point to is like the policing of speech. I think we have sort of turned a corner on that. There was a time when you opened up the Internet and someone you'd never heard of was getting fired that morning because they had tweeted something or told a joke about something and the world had decided to sentence them to career death. And I think we kind of outgrew that phase. And I want to believe we're outgrowing our disruption phase because I just feel like too many people are just sick of being inconvenienced. And I want to believe that. And I want to believe that this tribal cop is a step in the right direction. I don't know that we're all the way there yet. I do think you're right. I, there, there is like some people haven't outgrown it. They're still trying to play that card. That's clearly what the protesters were trying to do. But the one side benefit of things kind of getting bad is you start to say, wait a second, we got to stop this right now. There's mm-hmm. no indulging the silliness of this cancel thing anymore. Yep. We actually have issues on the line. People's lives are on the line. You know, it's getting tough. Oh, we're gonna, time to uh-huh. grow up. Time to grow up. Time to get over it. And I, yeah, I, it kind of feels like we're in that moment. I do a chunk about that in my act about how, you know, when it comes to sports and they're canceling Native American mascots, I find it to be like such slacktivism, if only because it's not a deliverable. You know what I'm saying? In terms of the quality of life uh, for anybody's life. It's like things like the mascot. Okay, you could have an issue with the mascot. We don't need to have that debate because everyone's entitled to their opinion. Uh, but in terms of improving the quality of life in any particular community, sure. the halftime show doesn't do it. It just it doesn't. And it's just like, 
We can argue about everything, okay? But it's like even the mascots. Like one of the things we come back to a lot is they talk about the cartoonish depiction of sports ma- of sports mascots. But part of the reason they're cartoonishly depicted is because it's a baseball game where it's not supposed to be taken seriously. Like there was a campiness to pro sporting events that we used to just indulge. Like when you watch a hot dog race where hot dogs with hands and feet run around the park, I think it's understood that that's not supposed to be an accurate depiction of what a hot dog looks like. You know, unless you're buying it in Times Square. There's no hot dog that big. It's so unrealistic. It's just not fair that you would. And like hot dogs have mustard on them, and that hot dog never has any mustard. It's it's totally unfair. You're wrong about this. 100% wrong. No, no, no. Now, to be clear, if you bought one of the Times Square food cart, you might find one with an arm or a leg in it. I'm not saying that. (laughs) But as, as for four, I don't know that you'd find all four, Brenberg. That's all I'm trying to say. Um, oh, you're right. Okay. Did you guys cover the Biden poll today or yesterday? The 77 percent think he's too old to run again. Uh, yeah, you have to, because this isn't just, you know, Republicans not liking him and finding an excuse not to like him. I mean, Democrats. Yeah. Uh, you know, by a wide margin are like, ah, he, he, just, <laughs> he doesn't have any zip on the fastball anymore. And it, it's like you look at a poll like that and you just think. The amount of work the press has to to do to try to take that poll and twist it into something else so that they don't have to report on it. Right. I mean, it's just it's just so blatantly obvious. What game are we playing at this point? (laughs) It's so funny because that is that is what's happening. When you think about it uh, on an employment level, if 77 percent of your company thought someone wasn't mentally fit to do the job, like you wouldn't hire them to run a gas station, to run a car wash, heaven forbid, to drive a cab. So the idea that president of the United States is the only job you can get where 77% of your employers are like, no, this guy's not all there. But you can get the one job in the country. There's no other job you could get. If you were a dog groomer, a mobile dog groomer, okay, uh, you could not get the job running the mobile dog grooming dispatch if they thought you were mentally unsound because they couldn't trust you to keep the appointments, to make contact, what was going to come out of your mouth. You know, you couldn't do it. And that's the reality. But you could be president. It's so it's such yes. a uh, debauched time to be alive. And, and, you know, when you say somebody makes a very reasonable statement, the, the president is too old. Yeah. You know, there's always somebody who says, well, you're that's ageism. You know, no, that's just know. a bias against it's like, no, no. Do I have to spell it out for you? What I am saying is I'm not saying he's too old to do anything. Mm-hmm. I am saying he is too old to be president of the United States. That that's is it. what we're talking about here. That's it. We're not talking about whether he's too old to be a good grandpa mm-hmm. or whether he's too old to volunteer in his community or lay on the beach or whatever he wants yep. to do. I am saying he's too old to be president of the United States of America. <laughs> and that, like, people want to twist that. And I, yeah. I think that's where the average person gets mad. It's like, you know what I'm saying, and you're yep. deliberately trying to turn me into some kind of bigot. Once they start debating semantics, that's what it is. It's like there are yep. just physical requirements of a job. Like, I'm not too fat to ride a horse but I'm too fat to be in the Kentucky Derby because every other jockey is 105 pounds. You know what I'm saying? You're not betting on the 245-pound jockey. You're just not. And that doesn't make you fattest or a body shamer. You just don't want to be a money shamer. You know what I'm saying? You never asked the horse, though, 
in fairness, you never asked that horse how he felt about you riding on him. I think you should do that before <laughs> well, you make that claim. Well, it's unfortunately they send him to the Elmer's glue factory right after the race. <laughs> <laughs> they blamed him. You know how this works. They always blame the horse. Unreal. Uh, great stuff, Bremberg. We'll see you on the TV, man. Bye bye. There he goes, the great Brian Bremberg. There we go back after this. It's America's number one radio lunch date. Get your hands out of my fries. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Buy your own damn fries. Welcome back to Fox Across America with your main pal, Jimmy Fallon. The Link Man's back on the show, everybody. I'm doing a show from home today. While they gussy up our Fox News studio, and we got a little throw, little throwback Tuesday. The Link Man, who has not been on the show in a while, because you've been out doing what, Link Man? Practice. Practice. We talking about practice. You know that Allen Iverson video? Yeah. We talking about practice. Well, the Link Man is in football practice, but before that, you were at summer camp. How'd that go? Good. Yeah, a good solid summer camp for the Link Man. Is that a little loud on you? It's like staticky. Uh, I'll know. just take yeah, that. take it off. You can hear me just fine. Lincoln Fela in studio, the home studio. We're on the road. Uh, I will be back in Fox tonight to join Laura Ingram in the 7 p.m. hour. Prior to doing that, I'll be beating Lincoln up in Madden. Mm. Is it demoralizing you? Like, should I be the dad? It's split now. Is is that true? Yeah, because I won two straight last night. But should I be the? Well, I didn't let you win though. Those were good competitive games where I got hosed. So Lincoln's doing this thing, you guys. Just so you know, he's classless. When he scores a touchdown, it doesn't matter what the score is, he goes for two. Mm-hmm. And why do you go for two? Well, because you don't usually, like, remember to defend it, so I'll have a lineman open in the end zone. Oh, I thought you were going to quote Woody Hayes. That's why I asked. Oh, because we couldn't go for three? Yeah. There's a famous Woody Hayes quote where he goes, why did you go for two? Because we couldn't go for three. I like the attitude. Do you know Bob Gibson? He used to be a pitcher for the Cardinals in 68. Probably one of the best pitch season by a righty in the history of baseball. Used to knock down batters a lot. And he used to say the best pitch to throw a batter after knocking him down is to knock him down again. Because he wanted them to be, like, uncomfortable in the batter's box. Sometimes I think that's the Trump style on Twitter. You know how Trump tweets a lot of crazy stuff? Yeah. You think he just wants to get the batters uncomfortable? Yeah. You think it's a little bit of that? Because if you can knock out someone's confidence, you're just, like, Rattle them a little bit, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's a thing. Do you guys work on mental toughness in football? They make us run, definitely. Is that what it? How are you as a runner these days? Good. I'm. I usually finish like Go ahead. maybe like if there's 25 kids, let's just say on JV, probably top 10. As a defensive lineman, yeah, top like, 15. Top that's good 10. for you. I don't know if that's good for your team. I don't know if the defensive lineman is supposed to be finishing that high. Are you telling I'm me not- fast? All right, stop it. <laughs> See, you can't even beat me in a race. Yes, I can. Me and Lincoln have had some close races. I will tell you the greatest one ever. Had one at um, so what? What is SoFi Stadium? If you go to Los, if what'd you say? If you go, okay, okay, here I am. Uh, if you go to SoFi Stadium, okay, in California, where the Rams play, where they had the Super Bowl two years ago, you can pay to take the tour, and at the end of the game, they will let you uh, run. At the end of the tour, they let you run on the field. Mm-hmm. So me and Lincoln famously had a hundred yard dash um, that you claim- I won. Do you, do you really think so, though? Yeah, I started slowing down at the end, and I saw you catch up, so I just put my foot over at the end. Well, I think the bigger commentary I was going to make. I was also in a Venice Beach sweatshirt doing it, too. Yeah, well, I, was, we I don't want to, to hear about the fashion, okay? I was in, like, short, like shorts and Converse. It's not like I was laced up in Michael Johnson gold track shoes. You know what I'm saying? Lincoln, Lincoln Taylor's in studio. He's making excuses for losing to his dad. 
I always race you, you after this. I always, I'm not racing after that. I'll probably get hurt, and I won't be on TV tonight. Oh, my shoulder hurts. Yeah, I got a banged-up shoulder. There's a lot going on in Canfela, but let's get up to speed quick on the youth of America. School's coming back. Okay, there are 100 colleges mandating masks. Are they doing that at your school? No. Would you be on board with no. them doing it? Would the kids be on no. board with them doing it? No. It's ridiculous, no, right? No, because no one's used to it anymore, so it's just going to piss off people. Number one. Everyone's going to be mad. Number two, didn't you find in the era of wearing masks, it was harder to know what people were saying? Yeah. It's harder to, like, get the you teacher's vibe? You can kind of figure it out, but there's these pranks people will do at, like, Walmarts and stuff, and they'll say, like, the most, like, outrageous stuff and then just be like, oh, no, I asked, where's the honey at? Oh, because they used the yeah. mask to act, make it sound like they didn't say that offensive thing? Yeah. Lincoln, what's wrong with you, man? <laughs> it's like you just go in, you say something horribly offensive, and then you and they're like, "Excuse me," and you're like, "Oh, that was my mask. I had that's what you were talking about." That's funny, the Link man. Lincoln likes pranks. When we used to go to Disneyland, well, not used to, we only went once, but we used to. Lincoln and I went to Disneyland with Jenny and like made his mom cry because we pretended, and you can do this at Disneyland, that we were adults because Lincoln's over six feet, and uh, you know I'm me. And we used to get too excited to see Mickey. So when the guy in the costume would be walking through Disneyland, we would, like, flip out. Like, Mickey! Oh, my God! And, like, high-five and chase the guy in the costume, and he'd run away, like, crying in fear. And what would Mommy do? She would just be like, you guys are the worst. You guys, we can't go on vacation. I can never go on vacation. You guys always have to mess around. You can't just relax, have fun. But let's, <laughs> let's do 30 different activities. <laughs> Jenny tried to take Lincoln and I on an escape the room. Mm. <laughs> we were like, let's escape the marriage. Mm, yeah. This is this doesn't work out for us. Well, we no, I text I was in the car with her today and she goes, Yeah, I'm thinking about putting a brick wall in our bedroom. I'm like, You have too much time on your hands. Yeah, Jenny, what's going on with Jenny? We gotta have an intervention <laughs> when we get off the air today, folks. I know I'm supposed to be on Ingram at seven. Oh, also, mm -hmm. you'll wanna hear this. I, my eye doctor, the doctor goes, All right, so when's he back talking about me? Uh -huh. And we were both confused. He goes, yeah, wait, when's he get back from college? But he wasn't joking. Oh, he thinks you're I'm, in college? Because I'm so tall. You are. He's Lincoln very tall. But he college, has he seen your grades? I'm kidding. Lincoln actually gets good grades. You can't. If I had a stupid kid, you actually couldn't make fun of him like yeah. that. You know? I mean, it'd be funny if you did. Maybe yeah. it would make the kid, it would inspire you to get better. Are you the kind of kid that would respond to the tough love, or do you think it would just make you worse? Depends. I like algebra sucks, like some of the made-up stuff. Oh, dude. That's I, made up math. No, I had some, some of the, like, yeah, like statistics. Like, I had to take statistics in college. You get a computer to do it for you. Then now you can, right? You could yeah. cheat. So you guys... Is, is no, that, not even that, but, like, they shouldn't teach you, like, some stupid stuff that you can just have a computer do. Like, all these dumb formulas and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. But don't give up your methods if you're going to use ChatGPT to write all your term papers this no, year. No, because they can just go, hey, ChatGPT, did you write this? And they'll say yes. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought you guys had a good racket. No. All right, we have to hire a tutor after all. That sucks. Oh, Lincoln. So what do we got Saturday? First scrimmage of the year? Yeah. All right, I'll be there. And Buckeyes. How's the team? team? How's the team look? Good. All right, Lincoln's fired up, but the show's over. Uh, I'll be on Ingram tonight oh, at 7. By the way, uh -huh. Yankee fans, your prayers have been answered. Josh Donaldson got released. Oh, yeah, that's a win. Good night, everybody. <laughs>